This is Emmanuel, God with us, the radio ministry of Emmanuel Lutheran Church in Twin Falls, Idaho. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. In the hymn, A Mighty Fortress, Martin Luther wrote these words. Though devils all the world should fill, all eager to devour us, we tremble not, we fear no ill, they shall not overpower us. This world's prince may still scowl fierce as he will. He can harm us none, he's judged, the deed is done. One little word can fell him. Let us pray. O Lord, you conquered the devil in our place. You face temptation in our place without sin. You give to us your righteousness. You forgive our sins. Keep us steadfast in this one true faith to life everlasting. In Jesus' name, amen. We know from Holy Scripture that God's people were unable to walk as his people because of sin. We know how Adam and Eve were led into sin in the garden and how Jesus went into the wilderness to defeat the devil for us. And so our Old Testament lesson is from Genesis chapter 3, the account of the fall of Adam and Eve. Our gospel reading today is from Matthew the fourth chapter where Jesus goes into the wilderness to face Satan to do what we could not do to defeat the devil and his temptation. Our Old Testament lesson from Genesis 3. Our epistle is written in 2 Corinthians chapter 6. The Old Testament reading comes from Genesis chapter 3 and begins at verse 1. Now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord God had made. <clears throat> he said to the woman, did God actually say, You shall not eat of any tree in the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden, but God said, You shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. But the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was a delight to the eyes and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. And she also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate. Then the eyes of both were opened, and they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loincloths. And they heard the sound of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man and said to him, Where are you? And he said, I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. He said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten of the tree of which I commanded you not to eat? The man said, The woman whom you gave to be with me, she gave me fruit of the tree, and I ate. 
Then the Lord God said to the woman, What is this that you have done? The woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. The Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, cursed are you above all livestock and above all beasts of the field. On your belly you shall go, and dust you shall eat all the days of your life. I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and her offspring. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. To the woman he said, I will surely multiply your pain in childbearing. In pain you shall bring forth children. Your desire shall be for your husband, and he shall rule over you. And to Adam he said, Because you have listened to the voice of your wife and have eaten of the tree of which I commanded you, you shall not eat of it. Cursed is the ground because of you. In pain you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you. And you shall eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your face you shall eat bread till you return to the ground. For out of it you were taken. For you are dust, and to dust you shall return. The man called his wife's name Eve, because she was the mother of all living. And the Lord God made Adam and for his wife garments of skins and clothed them. This is the word of the Lord. The epistle comes from St. Paul's second letter to the church at Corinth, chapter 6, and begins with verse 1. Working together with him, then we appeal to you not to receive the grace of God in vain. For he says, In a favorable time I listened to you, and in in a day of salvation I have helped you. Behold, now is the favorable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. We put no obstacles in anyone's way so that no fault may be found with our ministry. But as servants of God, we commend ourselves in every way by great endurance, in afflictions, hardships, calamities, beatings, imprisonments, riots, labors, sleepless nights, hunger, by purity, knowledge, patience, kindness, the Holy Spirit, genuine love, by truthful speech and the power of God, with the weapons of righteousness for the right hand and for the left, through honor and dishonor, through slander and praise, we are treated as impostors and yet are true, as unknown and yet well-known, as dying, and behold, we live, as punished, and yet not killed, as sorrowful, yet always rejoicing, as poor, yet making many rich, as having nothing, yet possessing everything. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the fourth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. And the tempter came and said to him, 
If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and set him high on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down. For it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and on their hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, Again it is written, You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. Again the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, All these I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, Be gone, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and were ministering to him. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. I invite the children of the congregation to come forward for a message for them. Good morning. Here, Annie, you can just sit right here. There you go. All right. We got lots of room over here. So, Mrs. Schmidt read to us from the book of Genesis in chapter 3, and it's one of the saddest parts of the Bible because in there it talks about how Adam and Eve fell into sin. Adam and Eve lived in a perfect world. There was no sin. Nobody ever got sick. Nobody ever died. Everything was perfect in God's creation. And then the devil tempted Adam and Eve into sin, and they fell into sin. They disobeyed God, and when they did, sin entered the world, death came into the world, and we are sinners because of that. But the most important part of that passage of the Bible, as sad as it is, is this good news. God promised that he would send a Savior in Genesis 3.15. God says that the Savior will come and crush Satan's head. He will undo everything the devil has done. And God will send a Savior to redeem us. And that's what Jesus came to do. Jesus is the fulfillment of that promise in Genesis 3. Jesus came to save you and me and Adam and Eve and all sinners. And that's what he did. He died for us on the cross. He rose from the dead. And your sins are forgiven. And you belong to Jesus and so do I. And nothing can separate us from him. We have a Savior from sin. Let's pray together. Let's fold our hands. Let's bow our heads. Let's close our eyes and pray. Dear Lord Jesus, you are, you are the promise made to Adam and Eve. And we rejoice that you have come and saved us. And forgiven our sins. Amen. Thanks for coming up this morning. The Lord be with you. Hear these words from the Gospel of St. Matthew, the fourth chapter. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. 
These are the words of our text. God's grace and his mercy and his peace be multiplied to you now and forever through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, in this Lenten season we rejoice that you are the one who holds us fast. As we journey to the cross and to your suffering and to your pain, hold us fast. As we watch you die on account of our sin, hold us fast. And in the resurrection of your body from the grave on Easter Sunday, hold us fast and fill our hearts with hope in you. Today, Lord, may the words of my mouth and the thoughts of our hearts be holy and acceptable in your sight. In Jesus' name, amen. Johnny faces off with the devil. It's a fiddle-playing duel. Johnny against the devil. Johnny rosins up his bow and plays his fiddle hard and he beats the devil. And Johnny wins a golden fiddle. Now that's a story for a song. <laughs> there is a song, right, Dallas? Yeah, yeah. Just imagine if it really was that easy to defeat the devil. With might of ours, skill of ours, wisdom of ours, and strategy of ours, and ability of ours, we could beat the devil. We could face temptation and triumph. Just imagine. If only we had a better playbook, you know, a how-to guide on how to beat the devil. If only someone could show us how it's done, right? Then, like Johnny going down in Georgia, we could beat the devil. Well, I've got an idea this morning. Let's look on YouTube. You can learn how to do just about anything on YouTube. When I need to fix something at home, I look on YouTube. When I want to know something about tomatoes in my garden, I look at YouTube. If I want to find out something about playing golf in Scotland, I look on YouTube. If only someone could show us how to beat the devil, then with might of ours, we could do it. We could defeat the devil. But wait, there is our gospel lesson. Isn't Jesus showing us in our gospel lesson how to defeat the devil? Our text says, Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Jesus is facing off with Satan. This ought to be good. And there must be something in this text that we can learn from Jesus. 
And in our text, Jesus faces three temptations from Satan. Turn these stones into bread. Jump off the temple and be caught by the angels. Fall down and worship the devil and he will give to you all the kingdoms of the world. And Jesus defeats each and every one of those temptations with the word of God. It is written, man shall not live by bread alone. It is written, you shall not put the Lord your God to the test. It is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and serve him only. And Jesus defeats the devil. And Jesus says, Be gone, Satan. And the devil leaves him. When facing temptation, what would Jesus do? Well, he quoted the scriptures and he defeated the devil. And so from that, we could conclude that with might of ours, we can simply quote the Bible and with the Bible, we can defeat the devil and if our gospel reading was like a YouTube video, it could show us today what to do to defeat the devil with might of ours. Now, that we've got that done, I could end my sermon. Right now. And I could send you home telling you to go out there and try all the harder and defeat the devil with might of ours. And you would go home all fired up. Like Johnny, you'd rosin up your bow and you'd play your fiddle hard. And with might of ours, you'd face the devil. And you would fall into great sin, shame, and vice. And you would be defeated by the devil, unable to win. Because that's the way it is. For sinners. Martin Luther knew and understood that we cannot defeat the devil. In fact, he wrote a song about it. And we sing in that song, with might of ours cannot be done, soon were our loss effected. We sing what Luther wrote, the old evil foe now means deadly woe. Deep guile and great might are his dread arms in fight. And listen to this. Luther writes, On earth is not his equal. On earth, you and me, are not equal to Satan. Do you hear that? We are no match for the devil at all. And St. John tells you and me the reason. He writes this, the whole world lies in the power of the devil. Just consider Adam and Eve. They were holy. They were created in God's image of greater might than ours, of greater discernment than ours, of greater intellect than ours, of greater ability than ours. They could defeat the devil. They should have believed God's word and trusted his promise, trusted in his goodness, and been content as God's children. They should have refused the devil's temptation 
and they should not have fallen into sin. But Adam and Eve willingly chose rebellion. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for fruit and that it was a delight to the eyes and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. And she gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate. And the eyes of both of them were opened and they knew that they were naked. And the result is that they fell into sin. They fell under the sentence of death they lost the image of God, they lost their holiness, they died spiritually, and so did we. Adam and Eve no longer had might of ours to defeat the devil, and neither do we. Listen to what the Catechism teaches us. The devil led Adam and Eve into rebellion by tempting them to doubt and to desire to become like God. We all have inherited their desire to sin and the resulting punishment. Think about this. If we could defeat the devil, and if we could resist his temptations, and if we could live in holiness and righteousness all of our days, we would have absolutely no need for Jesus. We'd have no need for a savior if we could defeat the devil. And you see, there's the crux of the matter. We cannot defeat the old evil foe. And so St. Peter warns you and me, be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. If you trust with might of ours, the devil will devour you. He will eat you for lunch and spit you out. We cannot stand against the devil's schemes. So who will save you and me from the old evil foe, from our sin, and from its punishment, death? Well, Luther said it, and we sing it. But for us fights the valiant one, whom God himself elected. Ask ye, who is this? Jesus Christ it is, of Sabbath Lord. That's not that he's Lord of the Sabbath. That is, he is Lord of the hosts of heaven. Angels and archangels, all the company of heaven. He is Lord of the armies of heaven. This Lord of the armies of heaven, he can defeat the evil one. He is the valiant one who wins the battle for you and me. And Luther says, and there is none other God. There's no one else who can save you and me from Satan. And Jesus holds the field forever. He cannot be defeated. We cannot defeat the devil, but that's okay. Because Jesus defeated him for you and in your place. St. John writes this, The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. So today's gospel reading is not like a how-to YouTube video showing you how to defeat the devil. 
Instead, this passage shows you how Jesus conquered the devil for you and in your place. You see, at just the right time when we were still powerless, Jesus battled the old evil foe and he beat him. In the wilderness, Jesus faced three temptations and he did not sin. And with his own word, he destroyed the temptations of the devil. And when Jesus said, Be gone, Satan, the devil left him. Not because the devil wanted to, but because the devil had to. You see, Satan must obey the word and the voice of Jesus. Jesus is the all-powerful Lord. He is the omnipotent one, the valiant one, who fights for you and me. He wins the battle with the devil. He holds the field forever. He faces temptation in your place and mine, and he wins in our place. His victory is your victory. His righteousness is your righteousness. You are declared holy because Jesus was holy in your place. And what about all those times when you have faced temptation and you have fallen into sin, shame, and great vice? What about those times when you have trusted in might of ours only to be defeated by the devil? For this sin and for all of your sins, Jesus offered his life as the sacrifice for you in your place. Your sin is forgiven. When you fall into great shame and vice because of the temptations of the evil one, you are forgiven. When you doubt God's word and the promises that he makes to you, you are forgiven. When you rebel against God like Adam and Eve, you are forgiven. This morning, if you wish to be blessed by this passage of the Bible in Matthew chapter 4, then there is absolutely nothing for you to do except watch. Except watch as Jesus defeats the devil for you. There is no part for you to play other than as a spectator watching your Savior save you from the devil. Watch Jesus do for you what you cannot do with might of ours for yourself. And simply rejoice in Jesus' victory. Be still, Jesus says, and know that I am God. You see, the Gospel of Matthew chapter 4 is not a how to do it in defeating the devil. It is how Jesus defeated the devil for you. So watch him win the battle. Watch him go to the cross, suffer and die for you. Watch him rise from the dead and rejoice. He has done it all. You are saved. 
You are His. And nothing can separate you from Him. And then sing. Sing with Martin Luther. Though devils all the world should fill, all eager to devour us, we tremble not, we fear no ill, they shall not overpower us. This world's prince may still scowl fierce as he will. He can harm us none. He's judged. The deed is done. One little word can fell him. In Jesus' name, amen. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord to life everlasting. Amen. You have been listening to Emmanuel, God with us, the radio ministry of Emmanuel Lutheran Church in Twin Falls, Idaho. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Christ is risen. Indeed, he is risen. Amen.